Welcome to another episode of the Prep Files podcast. This is episode nine, and we are doing a recap on season B, 2023. Welcome, Amy. How are you going? Welcome. Hello, everybody. It's been a very busy season. We are just wrapping it up now as we speak. A busy month and a very competitive season, which we'll jump into um, during this episode today. I know WNBF just wrapped up their first show on the weekend, and I'm really oh, and a and b wrapped up the last one as well i think there's only one more show which is i think the dfac slash a and b the pro-am the pro show and the amateur show together but apart from that yeah everyone else is pretty much wrapped up nba is wrapped up icn's wrapped up i think icn's just got their international stuff so it's a bali show and i think uh, the worldwide shows but apart from that in melbourne there's there's nothing else left everyone's going into their recovery or reverse phases looking at Christmas, which is fast approaching. So let's give a bit of a recap on how our competitors went in the season, if you want to start us off. Yeah, so I only had one female in bikini this season. and We went through, we did ICN, the state show, the Victorian state show, and the NBA nationals. We came in a bit better for NBA. We took what we'd learned from a very competitive uh, ICN show, and we made a few adjustments, coming a little bit tighter, and uh, got a few couple of fist placings for a very nervous competitor and someone who has come a long way and was more of a, um, it was an achievement either way. I mean, anybody that gets up on stage uh, is an achievement for, for, for this particular competitor. She's come a long way. So how long has she been working with you for? About three years. And I mean, if we're looking at uh, from where she first started, it was a, we've taken a, a party girl who would come in, you know, sometimes hungover, you know, cancelling all the sessions to the most organised person probably in my whole list of clients, a one-on. That's the thing. One thing that you get from doing a comp prep is you become so productive and efficient with your time management. Absolutely. And that's one of the benefits from doing comp prep. I mean, I know obviously there can be some downfalls and some people do come off worse depending on how they've been coached and and what sort of mindset they've gone into it. But what's their starting point too? Because you wouldn't have put your competitor through prep when she first started with you. It's been a long work in process. She did a photo shoot back in pretty much September last year. And that was her first taste of some really hard, aggressive dieting. She only gave me nine week gap when we, we tried to bring as much body fat down as possible. And then it was straight after that, she's like, okay, I want to compete. I was like, okay. Well, we took some we took some time off and basically built her food high until April this year, and then we just went on a I think it was well, at least twenty four to thirty I think it was about thirty weeks of dieting. And that's where it comes down to our previous episodes as well, having a good pre prep phase so you know what you're in for before you enter a comp prep. Yeah, exactly. We ended up dropping I think it was sixteen kilos in off the top of my head it was twenty four to thirty weeks. Probably could have come in a little bit like a little bit leaner, a little bit tighter, especially through the lower body area. But that's something we both know that we need to work on. But all in all, we're both happy. I'm happy. She's ready to go. She's like, let me go and do season B again next year. So timeline's already in place for that for season B 2024. So she's in a re- in a reverse diet phase now. She's just done another photo shoot to finish off her, basically finish off her season. Reverse dieting out because we don't want to put on too much body fat and have as much to lose next time as we did this time, just because obviously we need to come in a bit tighter. So we want to start from a better position than we did last time. And that's just where you you learn 
where where you come from, and especially with first time competitors, sometimes and this is you know this is definitely a mistake that some of us do make is that you have you underestimate a little bit on uh, where people need to be, or you underestimate the competition. So what you're telling me is that she hasn't indulged in cakes and donuts and burgers and fries. Absolutely not. Uh, I will admit she did. It was her birthday during her prep and she was absolutely bang on. Doesn't matter how many cakes that her family put in front of her. I can't fault her. She, not a single slice throughout whole prep, not a single cheat, nothing went off the target. Um, she did have a little birthday celebration on the weekend. And for those that are following along, my competitor did not end up with a cake with her name on it. We cancelled that and it did not go ahead. Absolutely. And and that's where, and she's better off for it today. I mean, we saw her today. She's in a great place. You're competitor too. So that's mine. That's where we had, uh, obviously it was, a, it was a busy season, but only one competitor. So busy, but hyper-focused on that one person's. And yours, Amy, how did you go? Yeah. So we had a great start to the season. So I had one competitor also in fitness and sports. So we did the ICN state show And we were going to do the NBA show, but we decided to give it a miss and then go guns blazing for the ICN Nationals. Now, in the state show, very competitive. She did walk away with four first placings, two in fitness and two in sport. She completely shocked herself. And I think that gave her a little boost of confidence going into the ICN national shows that, hey, she's a competitive athlete. She's put the hard work in and there's no reason why she can't do well on stage. So we decided to give the NBA a miss just to give us that two weeks to really um, dial in a couple of things that we saw that could probably be improved for nationals. And lo and behold, nationals was insane the competitiveness in both bikini and fitness it was next level I reckon that I mean to be fair there hasn't been many shows since COVID but hands down the most competitive show I've seen especially since COVID so in nationals she did do fitness and sports again she did walk away with one fifth placing in fitness open and that pretty much summed up our season so a massive season, very competitive, but she, yeah, she's done amazing. Again, I couldn't fault her. She has given it her all throughout this prep and we are well and truly into the recovery phase. We didn't reverse too much with her. We jumped pretty much straight to maintenance calories because being in fitness, she was quite lean. So we really need to put on a little bit more body fat as quick as possible to reverse some of those symptoms that she was getting towards the end of prep, the fatigue, um, the hormones, everything, reset that as soon as possible. And after gaining a couple of kilos, we will just sit here at maintenance for a little while, just get a little bit of normality back. She's got a heap of events, like I'm sure a lot of other competitors do coming into Christmas coming up. So just being in a comfortable spot to just enjoy yourself and not feel like she's not in control. Yeah. And that's where, as we spoke about on our last podcast about recovery diets versus uh, reverse diets, where the art of coaching comes into play and just differentiating between who needs what, when, um, and obviously you've opted for a reverse recovery diet. Oh, sorry. You went for a recovery diet because your competitor was much leaner and in a much leaner category compared to myself who went for reverse diet, but it's also looking in the future ahead. I mean, I knew that my competitor was basically already going to say, 
let's go again after the first first show. And I'd already set out a few. We've been together that long that we both knew exactly what was going to happen for, for herself and what goals she was going to set or what goals we were both going to set for her. So that's where we've, you know, I've set a timeline straight in place and opted for the reverse diet, whereas yours, you've opted for a recovery diet, obviously for a bit more normality, a bit more hormonal reasons. And no future plans she has to compete. She's actually traveling around next year doing a couple of six months or so travel. So for her, it was more about getting back to that lifestyle and feeling in control and that she could get back to where she was prior to where she came to me rather than, okay, let's go again. She was more into recovering to a point where she can enjoy life again. Absolutely. So you had a chance. I mean, we both were at the ICN state titles. What were your, and I know you were, you were there with me at the, at the NBA nationals as well. Thoughts and feelings. I know you paid a lot more attention to fitness and sports than I did. Tell me about your, your thoughts on sports for season B and, and just where, where the girls are at and where you feel like they're going. I know neither of us, unfortunately, were at any of the men's days, um, but so we can't really comment on those apart from the photos. And, you know, to be honest, the photos that you're going to see on Facebook and Instagram aren't anywhere near as what you're going to see in, in, in person. So if you're at the show, so we'll probably won't comment too much on that. I tell you what, these fitness girls, they are bringing some size and some great conditioning. Definitely a step up, as I said, from previous seasons that I have seen. Even some of those girls were verging on the edge of figure. Like there was some good size there. Cat delts, striations everywhere, like quad separation was starting to come through. Glute hem tie-in was even making a, an appearance. So the competitiveness of this season, I think a lot of girls have really spent the time in building this physique and it really shows on stage because the competitiveness of it was just insane. I think every single lineup that we almost had, I know at nationals, every lineup that was had, any one of those girls could have got a podium placing. From the crowd and looking at the judging, there wasn't a single girl up there that you go, you know what, you probably could have died a bit harder or you needed a bit more size. All the girls were definitely rewarded for exactly what we saw. Now, there were a couple of placings here and there where you, you know, as a spectator, you always go, hmm, I wonder why they chose that over that. Um, I'm sure we'll get some good feedback coming out of the season that we can really refine and push our clients to be better and to fit that criteria a little bit more. And same with the sports. I noticed the sports is definitely, it used to be a mix between bikini and fitness, and now it's really leaning towards that fitness physique. It's a lot bigger, a lot fuller. Bikini doesn't really fit that criteria anymore. You can just tell by the top placings, like they they were huge. Yeah, absolutely. And the, I mean, I saw some of the fitness girls and I saw yours in particular and, you know, some unbelievable and outstanding physiques. It was just incredible. And I know I heard uh, uh, Stuart, the, the president of, of NBA and head coach on another podcast, he was talking about, you know, at nationals for the NBA show that a lot of the state winners from other states just didn't even get a placing. And and that's just the level of competition that we're at right now. And And it's great. It's really, really good. I mean, Natural bodybuilding is 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 alive and well, and it's bigger and better. I mean, I know NBA had the biggest show. Competitive, the better. Yeah, NBA had the biggest show, and ICN just had the biggest show as well. 
And, you know, I think A and B had their biggest shows as well. So it's just growing and growing and growing. And, and like you said, the more competitive, the more competitiveness there is, the better. I mean, there's nothing more deflating than being a lineup of three and getting a placing, really. So I will say, though, they do either one need to get a bigger stage or two shorten some of those lineups because we had a couple of lineups where there was 18 girls on stage and we couldn't even fit them on stage. They had to diagonally. Um, place them so we could see everyone and by the time you look down the line I mean props to the judges because by the time you look down the line you you realize like oh wow there's still you know got to go back and look over look everyone again because there's just so many of them on stage and they're all in great condition so props to the judges and making that decision I couldn't imagine how hard it would be on that judging panel and trying to give everyone a their stage time because they've worked hard and they deserve their time to shine. 18 girls, I mean, they're such big lineups. I mean, 18, 18 people in any lineup is massive. So, and I, I definitely agree with what you're saying in terms of that sports division becoming more tiered towards the the fitness girls and just becoming, you know, uh, might be a little bit softer. If not, I, I mean, I don't really think I saw any girls that were much softer that won in sports compared to when they had placed in fitness. I mean, at the same time, which is also why, you know, that swimsuit division, we're seeing a lot more girls enter that because the bikini girls just can't compete going into the sports division. And I know a lot of people say that they get a bit confused with the judging as well because for my competitor, for example, she took out fitness and she also took out all of her sports categories. And it's like, well, how can one win fitness, but they can also win sports? And it really does come down to sports is one it's how you wear the outfit as well. And two, it, it really is catered towards more that fitness category. It really is be- who best suits that criteria on the day. And at the end of the day, if you've got a whole lineup of fitness girls, well, chances are a fitness girl is going to take it out. It's just depending on who shows up and what everyone's everyone's condition is in. Yeah. And I've, I've always felt the same thing. And that's where, in my personal opinion, where sports should be, should be leaning anyways. I think being called sports, you want that bit more athletic sort of physique rather than that leaner, not leaner, but that less muscular and sort of softer look of bikini, which, I mean, if we touch on bikini now, the bikini girls this year, this season were unbelievable. I mean, like same thing. Those delts were just getting bigger. Those X-frames were getting better. There were some glute hand tines that were coming in that were just phenomenal the leanness in their lower body. And that was, you know, coming in a lot more and as same thing, you know, it's no longer, and and we've touched on this before. It's no longer just an, a, a fat loss journey. It is a building and, you know, making sure that you have, you fit a certain criteria in each category, um, whether it be the X frame or, you know, leanness or bigger backs or bigger delts or bigger glutes. It's not as soft anymore. The glute development in, you know, in a lot of the bikini girls was phenomenal as was their back and delts. And that X-frame was coming in really, really nice. And it was very, very prominent. And, you know, the girls that that did win, whether it was ICN or NBA or AMB were, you know, unbelievable. Bikini has become a lot more competitive. And I think, in my opinion, this season was really cementing that they were going for a bit more of a leaner look. And rather than, you know, that softer look, I know there has been a bit of confusion in the past with bikini. So I think that's where it's going. I think that's what we all need to sort of lean towards, especially in Victoria with bikini. And bikini's always been like that. It is a subjective sport at the end of the day. So again, it's best who suits that criteria on the day. So if you get a whole heap of girls that are super lean, 
well, you know, they're going to go for a leaner look, vice versa. If they're all soft, well, then they've got no choice but to go for that softer look. I do think NBA do reward a little bit more of a fuller look than the lean physique, whereas ICN, especially this season, it definitely went for more of a leaner physique than a fuller one. So, yeah, it depends on the competitors on the day. And I do think the category is changing and evolving. And I do think there is more muscular required in the bikini category now. As you said, you do need to have some sort of background and training to be competitive in there. It's not something that you can just jump straight in. I've never trained before and jump on stage. Chances are if you want to be competitive, you probably just won't be, not with the level of competition. 100%. And I'm definitely enjoying seeing, you know, NBA and AMB rewarding those more muscular physiques for girls in bikini. It is nice to see that, once again, you do need to look like you are training or you have trained for a substantial amount of time rather than just walked off the street and gone and dieted for the last 20 weeks. Well, bodybuilding's an art. Well, exactly, exactly. It's, it's, And I've actually started writing some notes on this. It's funny because it is an, you know, it's an art form and you really are, as a coach, when you are a training competitor, you are much like an artist. You have to look at the sculpture and go, okay, we need more of this. We're going to do this. And I think Arnie used to say that, I think it was back in Pumping Iron where he did say it was much like sculpting. Where it's like, okay, we need more calves. So we're going to slap some more on the calves and that's, we're going to do that via et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, exercises. So, uh, but I'm going to give a special shout out to uh, the wellness girls. Uh, this was probably the best wellness season that I have seen more muscular development through the lower body and not just girls that couldn't get lean enough in the lower body. Just need to diet a bit longer. There was actually a good level of muscularity. Yeah, there were some there were some lower bodies on there that were just like, oh man, even though I wanted quads like that. I was like, damn. Makes me cry knowing how much they have to train legs. I hate it. <laughs> props to them. Oh yeah, yeah. Props props to them. I mean, maybe oh, but to be fair, look I mean, I've got a good set of quads, you know, just going to toot my own horn here. So I always say we need the upside down Dorito for girls because I've got a great upper body. My legs, I'd rather just skip those. See, I need a men's wellness. I've got good legs and I've got a small upper body. Can Hey, if anybody, if any of the Federation judges are listening, can we do a men's wellness? I've got some good legs. I've got some good wheels, but my upper body, meh, can use a bit of work. You really just want to get the booty shorts on, come on. 100%, 100%. Gold, Show it off. sparkles. I would leave my little Kylie Minogue like I'm spinning around. Thank you very much. Okay, so if you had to get sparkles and a bikini, what colour would you go? Gold. Always gold. Gold, really? Of course, you've got to stand out. I'm not an attention whore at all. No, not at all. Considering I'm not one of those guys that does take their shirt off here, there and everywhere, I'm... You will be soon, don't worry. Well, exactly. Don't Ignore my, my latest story uh, that I, where I did have my shirt off. I'll hold this to you in a couple of months' time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Every second post and every second story is going to be with me with my shirt off. So now that we've done a recap on season B, let's have a look. Obviously, we're not far off from season A, really. I mean, if you think about it, it's about 22 weeks from season A 2024. So I know the first show of the season does kick off with the ICN Rookie Show, as per usual, which is on the 7th of April. Um, I myself have a big roster for that one. I think I've got like four or five for that one. Followed by the week after is, I was running this all down today, so that's why I can know it off the top of my head. So followed after the week by that is at the Fitness Expo, ICN are doing the Oceana, Oceania uh, Again, titles. In Melbourne. In Melbourne uh, on the 13th and 14th at uh, the Exhibition Building. So that's going to be a, a big show, big stage. 
And then the week after that, I've seen two dates for the A and B show. I've seen the 20th and I've seen the 27th of April. So I'm not sure. I do need to clarify which that one is, but I'm pretty sure that is the next show, the A and B touring titles. May 12th is the NBA Nationals, which are again held in Melbourne. Thank God for that, because that's going to be great. And followed by last show of the season that I have seen is May 19th, which is the ICN Melbourne Classic. And I haven't seen a all-female, a date for the all-female yet. I'm not sure if that is going ahead in season A. But I mean, if we if that comes up, we will uh we will touch base and dates will be finalized now that season B is on. Yeah, absolutely. And there'll be just more and more coming out about that in the next few weeks now that season B is has wrapped up or is wrapping up for everybody else. Leading into season A, if you're a competitor, where do you think you should be right now? I mean, right now, at 22 weeks out, you should have either started your final dieting phase or you should be pretty close. Um, I know for myself, I'm competing season A and I'm 23 weeks out. So I'm not doing the first show. I'm starting off with the Oceania. I started my final dieting phase this week. Um, so good luck to everybody at work. Welcome to the hunger. Day one, I'm hungry. Those potatoes are not satisfying as rice. I'll tell you that much. But I'm telling you now, week one's the hardest because you've gone from high food to low food. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was preparing myself for it. So uh, I know you started... What, it's been two weeks now? You started your final fat loss? Yeah, and I'm still, again, tossing it up whether I will do season A or not. Let's just see how my physique comes in and we'll work out from there. I've sat on stage once now, so for me it's more about being competitive than just doing the show. So the goal is season A, but um, if it does end up being season B, it's season B. I'm not too concerned in terms of which competition I do, the stage will always be there. Yeah. What will determine on where you're you're currently at is going to determine on how you are starting. So I know for people that have started with a little bit higher of body fat, they've started a couple of weeks ago, whether that be the 24 to 30 week mark. And I do have, I mean, I've got one competitor who's still got three weeks of building to go and maintenance to go because, you know, he just sits at 10% on the calipers. So we don't really have a long way to go. His food is high and he does drop quite easily. So yeah, it's going to be quite dependent on where you're starting, but really... You should be really looking at, if you haven't started your prep, you should have a plan for your prep and it should be commencing within the next couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 100% before Christmas. And your plan should really accommodate and take into account Christmas as well. And depending on how you like to spend or usually spend Christmas. I know for myself, Christmas is... A, a big family thing. So I have allowed myself, I've gone a little bit harder, a little bit earlier to be a bit more ahead of where I would normally be that many weeks out. So I can have a bit of a diet break um, during Christmas. That's not a blowout week. Let's just be honest. Diet breaks are not blowout weeks. It's where, a week where you will sit at maintenance, maintenance calories and just have a bit of a break from dieting, relieve some stress, enjoy. You know, there's a few days off to so be able to enjoy some time with the family. That's one of the first things I know I ask anyone who thinks of competing is, okay, what is your life like right now? And what does it look like for the next six months? Do you have events on? Is there anything big coming up that you can't avoid a holiday planned? Mm. So many people don't actually think about these things and they want to start a prep. And then you realize you get a couple of weeks in and it's like, oh, I'm actually away for a whole week. I'm going here or I've got Christmas or there's New Year's and 
there's weddings and it's you've really got to plan ahead. So that's the most important thing. If you're looking at competing, communicate with your coach in what's happening in your life right now, especially even just work stress. And there's so many different things that will go into doing a prep that it's important that you lay it out on the table before you actually get started. 100%. And I think, uh, look, I've got a, I'm, I'm going to be straight out. I've got a busy January. I think I've got like three weddings and a baptism. I've got a lot of events on. So I'll let everybody know how I navigate those when I'm balls deep into, into my prep and hopefully absolutely shredded by then or close to. We might even do a podcast then on, on just navigating those events and you know those unavoidable events. Yeah. Not only just during prep, but also gen pop as well. And that's the most common thing that I spend my time talking to clients about is, you know, how do they navigate these social situations when they're, you know, not completely control of them. And I think just touching on that timeline and where you should be right now. So if we look at 22 weeks right now, in retrospect, you've probably got about 20 weeks and that's going to be one, ideally having a practice week week and two, the the actual peak week, so show week. So show week, cross that off. Most of the time, you're not going to be getting any leaner. You're going to need, you know, in those three, four days before show, you might get a little bit leaner but or a little bit tighter, but if you really push things, but ideally not, you don't want to be pushing things that close to show. And ideally you want to be having a practice peak week. So if you can account for how much body fat and weight you need to lose in order to get to stage and you divide that by the weeks you have left, minus it's those two weeks, that's basically where you want to be. And this should have already been pre-planned because there's nothing worse than going, I've got 20 kilos to lose in 20 weeks or 22 weeks or whatever it is. And you're you know, you're really chasing a kilo a week because one, you're putting yourself at a lot of risk of, of losing the tissue that you have built. And two, you just got no room for error and you've just got no room for the body to go, no, we don't want to play today. And we like numbers and... We like the whole, you know, calories in, lose this much per week, et cetera, et cetera. But the body doesn't always work like that. So you need to have that little bit of wiggle room that if, hey, you know what, it's not actually going as we planned, we need to push a little bit harder. You've got that week up your sleeve to go, yeah, okay, we can actually afford to drop the calories a bit lower, or bring up the cardio, you know, have a break, have a maintenance week if you need to, like you are for Christmas. You need to be able to have time for that because it's very unpredicted and sometimes it's not planned but sometimes these things happen and you need room for them unfortunately the body isn't just a robot Um, it doesn't work very linearly hope you say that doesn't work doesn't always work how it's supposed to linearly let's do a whole podcast on how to pronounce linearly but yeah right you want to have a bit of wiggle room but you also want to have some room as well where Changes that you make from a nutrition or training perspective don't happen straight away, more from a nutrition perspective than anything. So you might not see them straight away. You might need to go, okay, we need to let this settle for at least two weeks uh, before we make any sort of rash decisions. And if you've got to lose 20 kilos in 20 weeks, you ain't got two weeks. We need shit to just go as linearly as possible and as fast as possible and ideally get ahead of the eight ball rather than behind it. There's nothing worse in a prep than chasing your tail. You're already stressed and you've got so much going on. The last thing you need to do is, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Be ahead of your schedule. Not only is it obviously beneficial to you, but it's also just going to give you a little bit more, I suppose, mental clarity that, you know, what we're doing is working and everything is fine. And having that added stress of 
you know, I'm not going to be ready or I'm constantly behind the eight ball is and can play an effect and slow down the fat loss process at the same time because you are going to be in that constant stress and, you know, cortisol is going to be high and you may hold some chronic inflammation. So get with it, get your, get your timeline sorted. If you're not going to be ready for season A, don't be afraid to pull back, do your fat loss phase anyways, see what you have revealed, see what you need to do. And see if you just need to take a step back and do season B. You know, we're planning the same thing with you. We're going to aim for season A. If we're not happy with the physique you've built, then we'll go back and we'll take a step back and go to season B. The stage is not going anywhere. Don't be afraid to really take your time and, and be competitive, especially if you are a second time competitor or third time or fourth time. You don't want to just be a stage whore and get up there for the sake of it. Get up there and, and do your best and, and leave nothing on the table, no stone unturned. And some girls do compete every year. They come back, you know, and just because the competition is getting so competitive that one year off for a building phase really just isn't enough these days, especially if you've got more more muscle to build. When you really break it down, when you finish your comp, you're in recovery for at least a couple of months. You might sit at maintenance for another couple of months and you're going to go into a build and then you're ready to start prep again. At 20 or 52 weeks between shows, it might sound like a lot, but when you break it down into phases, like we do with a lot of our clients, they turn around and they go, oh, I thought a year was a long time, but when you break it down like that, we haven't got much time. And it's like, no, you've you've finished show now. We we need to spend time recovering because post-show, your body's not in any place to put on muscle. It's fighting for survival. It needs body fat. So don't expect to get off stage and just put on 10 kilos of muscle. Unfortunately, the body doesn't work that way. So really taking your time, phasing out your training and nutrition with your coach and really making a long-term plan is going to be it's going to give you the best physique that you can display on stage. Exactly right. Well, that pretty much wraps up season B for us, for everybody else. We will be looking forward to season A. I mean, I can't wait already. I'm, I'm really looking forward to season A, not only for myself, but also for my own competitors. But going forward, I'm going to put a little question out now. Amy's going to do the honors of putting a question box on our page because I'm useless with technology, as you will know by seeing all the gray hairs in my beard. We want to start getting some guests on. Now, do you want to see some presidents from the Federation? So that might be Tony or Stuart from you know, ICN and NBA or the, the AMB, Michael Galanti. Do you want to hear from current competitors, past competitors? Do you want to hear from other coaches? We want to know what you want on our podcast and we will do our best to hunt them down, get them on and ask them the hard questions. No, we won't. We'll just ask them some fluffy questions and make everybody happy. No, I'm kidding. We want to know as well. Also, I'm going to ask everybody, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and a rating. This helps us get the word out as well as Spotify. Subscribe, hit the five-star rating. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening and everybody's review and appreciate your review. Amy, where can everybody find you? They can find me on Instagram at Amy Dorrell. And you can find me at coach underscore Felino. That's F-O-L-I-N-O. And you can find us both down at Enterprise Fitness, 381 Swan Street, Richmond where we spend the majority of our days. Until next time. Bye, guys.